How do you feel great on vacation? Like really good? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool white sand beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll immerse yourself in natural wonder and find your center on an island where things move at your speed. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Food Heals Podcast, episode 305. Sometimes it's a little difficult to talk about, but Allie, you had to be the one that I talked to about this first. And I'm so grateful for this opportunity because I know the pain that I've had in this trauma is going to change lives. Holistic Voice presents the Food Heals Podcast with your hosts, Alison Melody and Susie Hardy. Join the Food Heals Nation and learn the secrets to go from feeling unwell to healing yourself. Warning, side effects of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, an increase in sexual activity, feelings of joy, cravings for kale and quinoa, and a spike in Tinder matches. In rare cases, people have experienced a strong desire to put down the Ben & Jerry's, get off the couch, and take a walk outside. If you experience any of these symptoms, tell your Facebook friends immediately. All right, welcome Food Heals Nation. Thanks for joining me. I'm Allison Melody. It is April 15th. We are still in lockdown here in LA. In fact, California was the first state to go into lockdown. So we are really, really feeling it. How are you doing? I hope that you are doing well in your state. I hope you are staying home and staying healthy. Yesterday, our governor, Gavin Newsom, said science, not politics, must be the guide to getting us back to normal. And he, along with governors across the country, are now discussing options for reopening businesses and schools because there have been signs that we, the United States, are nearing our peak of the COVID-19 outbreak. So that means the number of deaths reported each day and the number of new cases are actually leveling off. So I feel like it's good news. I feel like we are on our way back to normalcy. I know it's going to be slow and steady, and I know we still have to be safe and healthy, but I thought it was good news that the governors are talking about it. Although we might not have, you know, big sporting events, we might not have big parties or concerts or what they call mass gatherings for a while, Maybe we can get back to work and back to a little bit of normalcy sooner rather than later. He said there are six things that need to happen before the complete stay-at-home order or quarantine is lifted, and that is the state's ability to expand testing and track the infected, how to protect vulnerable people, how to meet the needs of caregivers during the most trying times, having drugs for treatment, having businesses and schools comply with social distancing, and the ability to reinstate a stay-at-home order if needed. So do your part, stay home, social distance, and take those vitamins. There is no better time than right now to double down on your health to get as healthy as ever. You know we've got all the recommendations at foodhealsnation.com. All you have to do is click on COVID-19 resources. You'll see everything I recommend, everything the doctors that I've had on this show recommends to boost your immune system during this time. So do it now and keep doing it throughout the course of this time as this pandemic is hopefully coming to an end. Um, We still want to keep boosting our immune system when we get back into the world to make sure that we can prevent ourselves from becoming sick. So that's all I'm going to say about current events. 
um, today because I really want to get into our interview and it was recorded pre-pandemic, so before all this was going on, and it's such a beautiful and powerful story. So today's guest is a physical trainer. She's the owner of the Wellness Warriors Boot Camp Gym, which now she is obviously training people online, so you can be a part of that. I will tell you how. She's a chef exclusively to a major medical group in Southern California where she teaches people in the community how to cook plant-based foods and explains the benefits and the healing that comes from these culinary masterpieces, as she calls them. She travels, before this, she traveled a lot across the seas to places like Nicaragua. She speaks with schools on nutrition and spirituality, and she's very inspired by her family and by motherhood. She raises two active, cheerful, and amazing twin girls, who I absolutely adore. You can follow her on Instagram.com slash rawenergygirl. I'm so excited to introduce you to today's guest, Coach Letha. She's a friend of mine. She came in the studio and we had a blast. This was pre-social distancing. And she shared with me a beautiful story, a trauma that she endured, and how she's healing from it. And we know that Healing from childhood trauma can take time, and she's doing it with so much grace. So very excited to share this with you today. I hope you're staying healthy, safe, and sane, Food Heals Nation. Next up, my interview with Letha. Roll it, Roxy. The Food Heals Podcast starts now. She's a personal trainer, weight management coach, and we've had so much fun at these events together lately, like the Mercy for Animals Gala, Adam Shively's Million Pound Mission Workshop, and just recently, we just got back from Vegas from Travis Chappell's Build Your Network Live. Please welcome my new vegan bestie, Letha Staten. Hello, hello, everyone. So glad to have you here. Thank you. Happy to be here. Yes, I'm so grateful to have you. And so we actually have so many passions in common, which is what brought us together and has it's like we've been inseparable ever since we met I know, I know it and I love it and I cherish it every moment <laughs> oh well tell tell Food Heals Nation more about you what you do and what you're putting out into the world okay well uh about two years ago I started a wellness all-encompassing wellness boot camp and I've worked at many gyms and I really felt like the one thing they were lacking was the mind and the soul part. But so often everyone just, you know, practiced body, body, body. And I understand. Like you know, fitness? Fitness, exactly. And I, I saw that need. And instead of just sitting there and doing nothing about it, I decided to do something about it. Good job, girl. Thank I'm going to ask you to get closer to the mic too, can you? Yeah. <laughs> or move it closer okay. to you. Thank you. And um, so... But the way that story ended up was not by choice. <laughs> when I opened that gym, I was fired on the spot for... What? Yeah. <laughs> at the gym, the big corporate gym I was w- working for. And um, I, was, I was just so sad and I couldn't believe it. And I said, why me of all people? And I'm like, this, this, there's no justice in this. I was just, you know, destroyed over it. And then within an hour... Because I had to tell my clients I'm no longer working at this gym within an hour. So you like your personal training clients? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, I had someone call me and ask me, hey, would you like to work for me? Come in and I have a meeting set up for you. Let's talk about this. Wow. And 
I couldn't believe after one hour of being rejected, I was already wanted. Mm-hmm. And that was just such an aha moment. I just, I was like, whoa, I have value. So I go and I meet with this woman and she was amazing. And I had an epiphany while we were having our conversation. She wanted me to work with her. She wanted me to help her build her business. And I thought to myself, why do I keep doing this for everyone else but not myself? Mm. I am building everyone else's dreams, but I am not building my dream. Chills. All the chills. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, you know, without meaning to give me that bit of information, she blessed me so much. Mm-hmm. And I decided to open my own boot camp, you know, that took care of all the needs of a human. And I met... Well, I started at the local farmer's market and I met this amazing woman. Her name is Sam. Mm -hmm. And she told me, oh, we used to have a boot camp, but the trainer had left. And, you know, if you're interested, maybe you can be our new leader. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I was like, sure. You know, and I, I trained them in the park for a while and I fell in love with these ladies. And it was getting close to summertime and I live in the desert and I just know how hot it is in the desert, you know, during the summertime. So I basically said, I got to put a roof over these ladies before they melt into the ground. Mm -hmm. You know, working out in a park is just, there's some trees. It is the desert after all. (laughs) And so I opened this boot camp and ever since then, I mean, it just the most amazing community has grown out of this. Mm -hmm. And I am just so grateful. And they are so kind. They say to me quite often, thank you for taking a chance on us. And I sit there, I'm like, whoa, but don't you realize you took a chance on me? You are entrusting me with your body Mm -hmm. to create the body of your dreams, you know, through what I have, what I'm knowledgeable in. And I am forever grateful for their trust in me as well. So that's my boot camp. (laughs) I love it. And how did you even get into wellness in the the first place? Because like we met at the Mercy for Animals Gala, Mm -hmm. which is animal activism, which is veganism, Mm -hmm. which is, you know, that whole thing. And so that's a different scene, even though they're all intertwined. How did you get into fitness? And then how did you get into the plant-based world? Okay. Well, this story goes way, way back before my boot camp. Um, I used to weigh over... 200 pounds Mm -hmm. and then I was sitting on my couch one day and I had already had my children though I have always been overweight before my kids and after my kids cutest kids ever thank you twin girls twin nine-year-olds so cute um and I was just sitting on the couch barely keeping my children alive because every child every human needs love and I really felt like I was missing that component and My poor babies, they were getting fed and someone was watching them, but they didn't have a fully functioning mother. Mm -hmm. So I was sitting on that couch and I looked at them and I thought to myself, well, God gave me this thought. He said, you are loved, you are worthy, you are exceptional. And I took that. I'm like, I have value once again, you know. This is a theme throughout your life, (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) And I said, I am sick and tired of being sick and tired, what do I have to do to change this? Mm -hmm. So my very asleep, lazy mind does not like documentaries back then. Now (laughs) I adore them. Um, And I see this really silly 
picture of a man in some fruit and it was a uh, and vegetables it was a uh, fat sick and nearly dead I knew it <laughs> <laughs> and when going back to the beginning I said my mind was lazy this is how I know it was a spiritual awakening yeah because there was no motivation there it was a spirit going through me saying get up and let's get going mm-hmm. you know and I watched that and I started juicing and in 10 days I lost 15 pounds wow and the 11th day, I decided to eat um, a papa meal from, I don't remember what the restaurant is anymore, thank God. <laughs> but I eat this huge meal, burgers and fries and soda. It was the biggest one they had on the menu. And that night, I had the worst food poisoning of my life. Because mm-hmm. you're so clean. I was so clean, And yes. then you put all that toxic shit back in your body. Exactly. It was like, SOS, we don't know what to do with this. Make exactly. her sick as fuck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I had that awakening in that moment. I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, three, four days in, I feel amazing. Like, it was like this new spiritual realm had just opened up. It was like I was looking into the sky and the heavens above. And I went from hating everything, not connecting with anything, barely keeping my children alive, you know, mind, body, soul for them. And all of a sudden, I wanted to hug everyone. I wanted to be in the sun. I wanted to hug trees. I yeah. mean, I was just, I, it was amazing connection. I felt life for the first time in a very long time. Right. And so I had this, this aha moment again. I was like, oh my gosh, to eat an apple Three months later, after never having it, you're not going to have the same reaction as this burger, fries, and a drink, soda. And slowly but surely, so the rest of that month, I went 100% plant-based. I went 100% vegan and mostly raw. I want to say 80% of what I ate was raw on top of continuously juicing. And my body just had a complete transformation. I lost 25 pounds in 30 days. Amazing. Yeah, I... You know, and I was dropping pant sizes. I remember my best friend looking at me for the first time in that month and her jaw dropped mm-hmm. and looking at her eyes and her reaction, I was like, oh my gosh, I've had a complete body transformation. Yeah. That was not the reaction I was expecting. It was only a month, yeah. <laughs> but I dropped so many pant sizes and my skin was glowing and my eyes were brighter yeah. and my skin was amazing. Which is all happening right now, by the way. Like, oh. I wish you could see her. Her skin is glowing. Oh. Her eyes are glowing. <laughs> I'm so exceptionally full of joy right now. That's why. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I continued my uh, vegan life and continued my lifestyle as a vegan. So I stopped wearing leather and I just didn't want anything that was based out of cruelty or injustice to mm-hmm. animals. And I didn't... Do it for the animals necessarily, but I realized the concept behind what I was putting in my body. I didn't want that negativity anywhere around me. Right. So that was how I lost my weight. I lost over 100 pounds over the time. And the best thing of all was I connected with my children in such a beautiful way. Like they finally had their mama back, you know, Mm. better... It, was, it wasn't late. I was going to say better late than never, but in this case, I was able to nip it in the butt when they were like two, three years old. Mm-hmm. I mean, they have me as a healthy, vibrant mother, pretty young age. And so I lost the weight, and then I was going to be a photography teacher before all mm-hmm. of this, but I ended up becoming a personal trainer and health coach, and I am also a chef for a medical group, and I teach 
people how to eat based off of therapeutic foods. Mm -hmm. So I love to biohack their foods. Yes. (laughs) I'm like, let's put some mushrooms in that coffee to avoid the crash, you know, or just I put a lot of adaptogens in their smoothies. And I give them a lot of smoothies because I feel like that's a really easy way to get those superfoods in their food. You're Um, speaking my language. Yeah, exactly. This is why I still allow myself coffee without the crash. Exactly. Because I put all the adaptogens and superfoods in there. We should talk about that later, but please. Exactly. So, so this, this recent job I have has really catapulted me aside from my boot camp, I work for this medical group being a therapeutic chef. And then I just recently got another position being a life coach for another medical group for a a group called fearless. So we, yeah, we are like attacking life at its deepest pain points. You know, and this was all um, inspired by a trauma I had when I was younger. And sometimes it's a little difficult to talk about, but Allie, you had to be the one that I talked to about this first. And I'm so grateful for this opportunity because I know the pain that I've had in this trauma is going to change lives. It is. Um, when I was five years old, I was taken to the swimming pool by my dad and he was sitting there reading his book and I went to the middle of the swimming pool and it was really deep and I started to drown and I was calling out to him but you know he couldn't hear me I think he was just really focused in on that book which he wasn't expecting that to happen, obviously. Nobody ever expects that. Right. So I couldn't really scream that loud either because I had water going down my throat. Mm. And <clears throat> and then there was this woman and this man, and I heard the woman, and it was his girlfriend. She said, I think that little girl is drowning. Go help her. So this man swims over to me, and he picks me up, and he puts me on the side of the pool. And I looked at him with such eyes of gratitude because this man saved my life, yeah. you know? I'm like, thank you so much. And I got up and I walked over to my dad and I, and I was mad at him. I was like, dad, you didn't hear me. And of course he didn't. <laughs> I had water down my throat. Okay. So I go over and I, I yell at him. And then, you know, I don't know what happened after that. We go home. But a few weeks later, um, I'm walking out of my apartment, and this man, the same same man, he calls me over to his doorstep, and he says, come here, I have some candy for you. So I go over. And you have so much trust in this I did, because in my head, he's, exactly, he saved my life. I wouldn't. And I walk over, and I was almost six years old at this point, and I walk over, And I knew in that moment, because my parents had taught me so well, despite my curiosity, I knew in that moment that I was doing the wrong thing. And you knew. I knew if I take this candy, something bad's going to happen. Wow. And I took the candy and I walk into the apartment and he locks the doors and he takes me into his bedroom. And... You know, he told me to take off my pants and all kinds of terrible things happened in that moment. And as these terrible things were happening, 
his girlfriend walks through the door and she comes in and I have never seen a face so raw in terror and in pain. And I knew this was just a really bad thing that was happening. And she was screaming and she was yelling at him and she was calling him names. And I was just so petrified. Like, why is this woman screaming? I know something bad's happening, but why is she screaming? Why does it look like this? But I, I got up, I put my pants on, I just bolted out of that room and, and I escaped. But from that point on, I, I was throwing hips out and I, my behaviors had changed. And for pictures, I was throwing my hips out and I was flirting with boys. And these are all signs, you know, oh no, like I'm carrying that trauma with me still. Mm-hmm. And, but that's never the main point of this story. The main point of what happened to me is I was given the greatest gift I could ever been given. I was given the gift to know people and their pain points and to understand the rawness of their pain and to gauge their pain and how I can assist them and help them. And my specialty is finding those traumas now from these people and helping them uproot them and figure out what their triggers are. And my trigger started the minute I stepped through that door because I chose food over obeying my parents Mm. and my trigger was overeating because that trauma was deeply associated with food right so fast forward (laughs) I am a teenager and I am overweight and I have society telling me I'm not good enough in the magazines sitting in front of me when I'm buying my groceries. I have social media telling me I'm not good enough. And to be honest, I had some family members that made me feel so much shame for the extra weight I had on me. And you hadn't told anyone at the time about the trauma. I have not told anyone, no. And I was carrying that with me for a very long time. In fact, I couldn't even believe that it happened to me. Mm I buried it so deep inside of me. Did you kind of black it out? I did black it out until I went through many spiritual awakenings and I asked God to reveal to me, you got to tell me why am I acting like this? Mm -hmm. I can't, this isn't normal. You know, I want this pain to end and I need to know how to end it. And I just started exploring the most painful parts of my life and uprooting those traumas. And able to not necessarily stop the trigger, but be aware of it, you know, be mindful of it. And now I know why I'm reacting. And at that point, I still have the choice to make a good choice or a bad choice. Mm -hmm. Um, So. Are you able to um, look back now with gratitude or do you look back now and still have anger towards this person that did this to you? Oh, such a beautiful question. So years later, I was an adult and I was married at the time. Years later, I asked my ex-husband, I said, will you please go with me? I want to go speak to this man. Yeah. And we drive over to the apartments. He still lived in the same place. 
well, I wasn't sure yet. Right, okay. I, I drive over to the apartments, the exact same apartment, and I knocked on the door. And wow. it's like millions of thoughts went through my head at that moment. And not kidding you, the number one thing I wanted to do was hug that man and tell him, sweetheart, I don't know what happened to you, but this is what tender touch is. This is what a loving touch is. And I'm sorry you went through what you went through, but all things can be redeemed, even you. <laughs> and what an amazing, I mean, how did you even get to that point of compassion where most people would get to the point of, I'm going to kill you, motherfucker, yeah, for what you did to me. I know, I know. <laughs> it was a lot of practice, and my greatest teacher has been God, and he's taught me grace in abundance. He has taught me how to love unconditionally. My greatest teacher has been Jesus. I think to myself, I'm going to compete. And I'm like, I'm going to try and be as cool as you guys. <laughs> and I want to change lives. And I want to have this deep passion for humanity. You do. And, and you are. I want to show redemption to everyone. Because I really do feel like all good things can be redeemed. You know, if we give it a chance. And we give it time. And so was he there? He was not. Was, no one answered. Did anyone know where he was, or you still don't nope, know? No, still don't know. It's still a mystery. But like I said, that moment, I received my greatest gift, and I couldn't be more grateful for that woman walking through the door and seeing her pain. Mm. Because she, I know her, therefore I know everyone. <laughs> if that makes any sense, I know pain points. Right. So, Yeah. And do you still have the desire to knock on his door and give him that compassion? Absolutely. I look forward to that moment. If it'll ever happen, I don't know. But if I could, I would. And do you know anything about the woman? I don't. Did she help you get out? She, no. <laughs> she was screaming at She did in a sense because she walked in mm -hmm. and she was mortified by what she saw. Could and, it have gotten worse if she had not walked oh, in? Oh, oh Definitely. You don't know to this day if you would be alive. I don't know if I'd be alive. I don't know. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Yeah. And um, now I practice my health coaching and my life coaching. And I feel like once we go headstrong into these triggers, wow, the, the change in people is just unbelievable. I've had some clients, you know, we talk about these things and they have released so much anguish, so much, so much pain, so much bitterness that has been deeply rooted in them. You know, they release it off of these people and they finally realize it wasn't about them the whole time. Right. right. It was about me and all the energy I was losing in this bitterness, essentially. So that's what my practice is. I try to help people first cleanse their minds and their bodies with the way they eat. And then, you know, once they have that clarity of mind, that was the order it went in for me anyways. Right, right. You yeah. know, once they have that clarity, it's like, okay, let's work on some deeper rooted issues now. Mm -hmm. Are you ready for this? And once I've gained their trust, they are ready and they just let loose and we get some massive work done really fast. It doesn't have to be like this for very long. 
And I actually really appreciate you saying that because I think there is a misconception that if you have been through a trauma that you have to revisit it and re-experience it and re, you know, make yourself go through it again. And that's not necessarily what we have to do, but we do have to recognize that it happened, acknowledge it so that we can move forward. And I personally, I, my journey is not the same, but you know my story. However, the similar part is, is that I discovered the food and healing my body first. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, well, what else is there? Yeah. And that's what made me realize, well, I wasn't at a thousand percent when I cleansed myself, I felt amazing and I, but I was never, you know, there mm-hmm. where I thought, you know, it was, everything can be perfect all the time, which I still know is not accurate, but I hadn't dealt with the emotional, um, part of myself that was still a hurt little girl mm. that had been traumatized. And my trauma did not happen to me when I was young, but my main traumas happened to me, you know, in my late teens and early 20s with losing my parents and I had to go back to that little hurt girl even though she was 17 to 25 and give her so much love and yeah I remembered some traumas that I didn't even remember had happened my dad having a seizure and falling in my arms and I thought he died and like all these things before he even died and there are traumas that we block out and then just like you said we develop the triggers so what are some of the ways that you were able to a remember what had happened Mm -hmm. to you, Mm -hmm. discover the triggers that you have in your current life, and then help yourself to heal them so that you could come into the present and be this force of life to help others. Yeah, absolutely. Such a good question. So you just, first of all, have to find a moment of consciousness. Just like you're just, I'm awake. Mm -hmm. Okay. And once you get to that point, usually you have like this major spiritual awakening, maybe you get to it through food, maybe you get through get to it through some kind of trauma for some cases. And you get to that point and you just know that some things aren't meant to be this way. Mm. And I shouldn't, you know, I, I sat there and I was like, I shouldn't want to eat every time I'm anxious every time I'm happy, every time I'm sad. I shouldn't want to eat for every emotion, especially Mm -hmm. when I'm not even hungry. (laughs) So I took that as a, that's not normal. And I started digging and digging and digging. And sometimes you can find it on your own, but sometimes you need help. And I had some professional help a long, long time ago. And I took some of the tools Basically, when she got me to a certain point where I was like, oh, wow, I had that awakening. I try to apply that feeling to my future feelings of where I've gotten to the awakening again, you know, depending on the trauma. So there's there's just so many. That's the thing. A lot of people think there might just be one trauma, but there are so many things. I mean, even just getting yelled at by someone the wrong way. Right. Or being made fun of as a kid. Yeah, exactly. So... Those memories might be deep inside and you have to dig a little harder and a little longer. Or sometimes you just bring them up like, oh, yeah. So, for instance, I had one where I was a little kid and I was walking across a busy intersection and I dropped a rock. And I loved this rock and it was a beautiful rock. Yeah. And I went back to get it as the light had turned green Mm -hmm. and all these cars started like screeching and it was just really scary and it was just this big commotion and my family went over and they grabbed me and they were yelling at me like you can't do that that was that was 
stupid or whatever they yeah. said as a small child I was like I just wanted my rock it right. was such a beautiful rock uh-huh. and now I can see that the way I treasure things or the way I keep things is not necessarily healthy from that moment on because I want to buy everything yeah. <laughs> that I think I'll never get again or if I see something on the street like a beautiful rock or like a cute piece of jewelry I'm like oh someone might like this you know and I feel like I have to just treasure these things that Mm -hmm. probably serve no purpose in my life honestly (laughs) and I find a reason to keep them they're all related to that exact exact trauma and that whatever idea you formed at the time became true for you exactly Mm -hmm. and it has brought you into adulthood and Mm -hmm. and you feel the same way yeah it's yeah and it's recognizing those so that we can be free of them exactly yeah so we would go through these memories together, you know, whoever I'm with and figure out, okay, now how does this apply? Do you think, you know, and I can give them some guidelines and, but it's very motivationally interviewing, like the, the, the atmosphere is motivational interviewing. So you are not inspiring them to say anything. They are truly coming up with the words and you're just guiding them ever so gracefully yes (laughs) it's just giving them the tools Mm -hmm. to uncover what they already have stored inside and they are the ones healing themselves and we are the facilitators of that but very often we can be the facilitators of our own healing once we learn the tools so like Mm -hmm. I think you know but I went to you know the school of learning to love yourself at the University of Santa Monica and got a master's degree in spiritual psychology. And that whole thing was literally just giving us tools to heal ourselves and to help heal others. Mm -hmm. And that school changed my life because it made me realize that I am not the victim of my surroundings, of my circumstances. I am not a victim when someone made fun of me or when Mm -hmm. I lost my parents. Like Mm -hmm. I, there is no blame. The only thing I can do is reframe it and reshape it into something positive and good have gratitude for every moment and everything that happened because it is part of my experience that I can now use to help others. Yes, absolutely. But I didn't know that shit before. (laughs) I had to go to grad school for that shit. (laughs) It takes time, so much time and so much energy to figure these things out. But, you know, it's part of life, right? Right. (laughs) And you have not expressed what happened to you to people in your life. I I haven't. Um, My parents to this day don't know because I I really feel like it would hurt them Mm -hmm. in such a major way that I don't want to be alive to see it. But at the same time, I feel like I had to go through certain things and I think they're brave enough to go through them as well. Yeah. So I will be telling them very soon. Food Heals Nation. I hope you're enjoying our interview with Letha. I wanted to take a second to say thank you to Care of for sending me my individualized, customized vitamin packs and my chocolate plant protein powder, which is absolutely delicious. I'm really enjoying it. So, what is Care of? 
care of is hassle-free, customized vitamins and supplements delivered to your door. So how do you choose your vitamins? Well, Care-of makes it very easy because of their online quiz. So you're going to take a short quiz and you'll answer some questions about your diet, your health goals, your lifestyle, and Care-of will recommend a list of vitamins and supplements specifically for your needs and your goals. So There'll be questions like, oh, how much sleep do you get? How often do you work out? Do you follow a special diet? For me, I was like, I'm plant-powered. Um, are you concerned about your hair, your skin, your nails, all of that? So then what it does is it creates a vitamin pack that's quick and on the go. You can throw in your purse. You can throw in your gym bag once we're allowed to go back to the gym again. Um, throw in your car once we're allowed to drive again. I'm just joking. But uh, one of the most fun things about Care-of is how customized it is. So my plant protein has my name on it. It says Care-of Plant Protein for Allison. It's chocolate. They already know me so well. And there's a little note on it and it says, Hi, Allison. Dream it. Work for it. Take a snack break. Nap on it. Watch a couple episodes of TV. Get back to work. Make it happen. I mean, do they know me or what? I just thought that was so cute. So you can get your own customized vitamin packs and powders sent to you as well. And right now they've got such a good deal going on for Food Heals Nation. So you can get 50% off your first care of order. So that's at takecareof.com and enter the promo code FOODHEALS50. And you know, I only promote vitamins and supplements and brands that I can get behind. So I love that Care Of has quality that you can see and taste. Their protein powders are made of real ingredients you can recognize like organic cocoa and pink Himalayan sea salt. And the individual packs that you can you know throw in your purse, they're eco-friendly and they're made of compostable film. So, and you can look up how to compost them on Care Of's website. And they care about the quality and the science, and they have the research that goes into every single one of their products and recommendations. So it's definitely a brand Food Heals can get behind. So if you want to check them out, try this amazing chocolate protein powder with me. Go to takecareof.com and enter the promo code FOODHEALS50, and you'll get 50% off your first order. Check it out, Food Heals Nation. Now back to my interview with Letha. You know, it's interesting how we keep this shame as small children with us. The only reason I never told them that very moment or that next day was because I was scared I was going to get in trouble for taking the candy and disobeying them. It makes perfect sense. Even though, you know, all they would have wanted to do was protect you. It makes perfect sense that we were, I remember being terrified of getting in trouble for everything. Yeah. And my parents were great. Like yeah. they were not like, you know, they were not harsh, hard, very hard on me, mm-hmm. but I was always terrified. And I think it just comes with being a kid and from teachers and from society, like don't get in trouble, be a good girl, Yeah, be a good girl. And that gets ingrained in us. And then people yeah. like you who go through a massive trauma aren't brave enough to tell your family because yeah. you feel shame around it. Exactly. So let's talk about shame. I think... Okay. You know, I feel like the word shame gives me chills because Mm. I don't know anyone who doesn't have it. But are we willing to go back and figure out where it came from so we don't have to feel it? Yeah. Well, 
if you're willing to dig deep again, if you're willing, because it's going to hurt like hell, it's going to hurt. But if you're willing to do the work like Mm -hmm. most things in life, then, oh man, the beautiful things you'll see. Yeah. Unbelievable. You're such a beautiful model for your children. I'm so excited for you. And your kids are the cutest. Every time we hang out, you (laughs) FaceTime them and I get to see their beautiful faces. I FaceTime them, or they FaceTime me because they want to see you. (laughs) (laughs) That's so sweet. They are just the most incredible human beings that I have the luxury of raising. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, just so... I want to say that a lot of it has to do with names and one of, I didn't know I was going to have twins, first of all. <laughs> that was quite a surprise. I, I look, you know, um, on the screen and the doctor's like, oh, um, uh, you have two. I'm like, is this a joke? <laughs> no, I couldn't believe it. But, you know, they were born early, about two months. And this was due to a lot of stress. I know I was just super stressing out over everything. And I, I go in, my water broke and everything, and they're like, um, we have to have an emergency C-section because twin A's heart is fading out and she's about to die. I'm like, <laughs> oh my gosh. So they, you know, try to relax me and calm me down, but I had the emergency C-section. She had to come out and they were two months early. So they were about two and three pounds and they were just tiny, tiny little things like the size of my palm. Wow. And I remember there was just, they were in the NICU for about a month or more. And one of them couldn't breathe. And it was just so scary. And they had these IVs in their forehead. And oh my it just, gosh. it didn't look right for your babies, right. you know, to have all that happening. I couldn't even touch them. Like, I had to put my hands through this, these weird gloves. Just, oh, this makes me, oh, that yeah. makes me mad. And, it was just, it was insane. And I remember just, I couldn't touch them, but I knew there was so much power in my words. Okay, good. So yeah. I would read to them and oh. I would read to them um, Dr. Seuss books and Horton Hears a Who. Mm-hmm. And I would read to them, a person's a person no matter how small. And I would remind them that they had so much value despite how tiny they were in this big old universe. Oh, they were just... You know, and this had a lot to do with their names. And I would tell them what their names were and what they meant. And Amelie, named after the movie Amelie, mm-hmm. the French film, um, I Amelie Agape, God's hardworking love. And I would remind her that one day, my sweet little princess, you're going to work so hard to show unconditional love to people. Ooh. And it's going to be one of your greatest gifts. And I spoke this word of life into their lives from the very very beginning because i knew how important words were yeah and then annika markella twin b <laughs> um god's gracious warrior and i knew she was going to be a warrior for people and fight for them and stand up for them and just you know she was she was going to be a modern day wonder woman mm-hmm. <laughs> and i would tell them their names repeatedly over and over and over again and I would read this book Horton Hears a Who over and over and over again and now I can just see how powerful that was in the very beginning Mm -hmm. to see who they're becoming and they aren't on phones all the time right you know and some moms hey girls I know you need a break you do what you got to (laughs) do but I am able to 
put things in front of them that are holistic and keep them entertained that way. One of them really loves to read books and the other one really loves to just be active and climb and do burpees. I make her do burpees all day long. Oh my God, this is so cute. (laughs) (laughs) And, And my jobs, you know, when I worked at the gym, I couldn't really bring them with me. So I knew on top of creating this mind, body, soul gym, I really, really had to find a way to have my kids with me whenever I needed them with Mm -hmm. me. And now she teaches boot camp with me. And my little Amelie, she loves working out. And she's like, let's do the flamingo. And just just weird little stretches she makes up. I love it. And she does burpees and she's coaching people. And then my other little one, Annika, I'm also a photographer. And she loves to take pictures of her mama and it is the cutest thing in the world and she's like let's go girlfriend pose you look beautiful and she's just doing the cutest little things and it's just my children man they just make me happy they are the (laughs) the cutest like they're so beautiful i can't believe how alike they look i mean obviously they're twins but they're just so cute and um so my question is like how do you now as a mother and after what you went through make sure that they know that they can come to you for anything Mm -hmm. because obviously our biggest fear is to let what happened to you happen to our kids but you don't have all the control in the world yeah that's it's certainly scary to think about because i did have very overprotective parents (laughs) and they did everything they could to keep me safe of course they did yeah but for my baby girls you know they don't really go anywhere without me or their dad Mm -hmm. um but I think what happens is we feel shame or we feel scared to tell our parents things because there was a problem created there. Mm-hmm. So I don't create problems before they've even happened. Mm-hmm. So now they trust me and they'll come to me. And, you know, I work really well with their dad. We co-parent amazingly. So wherever I might fail at something, he fills in the gaps and it goes both ways. And it just really takes... It takes a lot of work to be a parent, but it's so rewarding in the end. And when you see that little human grow up to be even better than you, (laughs) oh man, that's the greatest feeling in the world. That's the dream, right? That's That's what everyone wants. That's exactly. You're going to have a better life than I did. That's that's the motto. Exactly. exactly. And they, they work hard. They see their parents work hard and they work hard and... You know, one wants to be a vet and the other one wants to be a scientist. And just, I'm just like, wow, those are pretty ambitious things. Like, (laughs) you don't want to be a rock star like most little kids your age. (laughs) You're like, nope. I'm like, okay, let's go with this then. So you do everything you can as a parent to support these really amazing, healthy decisions they're making. And I'm one of those parents where I used to be crazy about, don't eat that cake and you can't have any candy. And I kind of realized... That was making them sad when I would take them to birthday parties. And it became more of an issue. And I was like, okay, so as a parent, you have to just release your children and give them freedom to make Mm -hmm. their own choices. Explain to them the consequences. But in the end, they will still make their own decisions years later. Right. And you can't control your children. They're little human beings that have their own little spirits and they want to do what they want and what they think they're doing they probably have good intentions most of the time so we have to embrace those intentions first of all whether 
it ends badly or not, right. you know, trying to bake cookies, but you dump the flour everywhere. The intention was to help mommy. <laughs> you know, we have to take it for what it is. <laughs> for sure. And so um, I think, you know, it's like if you tell them, if you told them, don't do that, don't do this, then they turn into rebels because they're like, I will do that yeah. and I will do this. Yeah. And so it's like giving them all the information so that they know better and then they have to choose whether or not to do better. And they're going to have their own experiences, yeah. just like yeah. we all had. Yes. They're, they're going to make their own mistakes. You have to let them fail. You know, we cannot be teaching them how to be perfect because mm-hmm. then, you know, it's like the rich kids that grow up and never have to work and then yeah. become drug addicts. You know, yeah. it's like you've got, you've got to basically teach them as well as you can and then allow them to do their own thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but as a plant-based mama, okay, what are some tips for, you know, teaching that healthy lifestyle that you believe in okay well when we were first transitioning into it i would like hide broccoli in their ketchup (laughs) and i would that's what i do for my dog (laughs) i find like i guess you could call those mini biohacks as well for your own kids and i would put like spirulina in their smoothies and like just transition everything and eventually they kind of just got used to it i mean you introduce something into someone's diet or to their taste buds for like what 28 days yeah they grow accustomed to it it's an acquired taste for some things i totally get it spirulina smells bad and it doesn't taste the greatest (laughs) but you know if you if you do it right it's gonna be fine so i kind of kind of just had to find the right way to introduce it to my children's lives and now I have a child that eats big salads with like no salad dressing. I don't even know how she does it. (laughs) (laughs) And then I have another one like all she eats, she goes to school and the first thing she gravitates towards is the salad bar. Mm -hmm. I'm like, yes, thank you. You go girl. (laughs) So they make good food choices on their own at this point and I'm so happy for it, you know, but yeah. (laughs) And like they live in this world that we did not have. We had magazines, they have Instagram, you know, that whole thing. How, what is your advice or what do you do to kind of help them with like body shame and things like that, yeah. which they may not feel right now, but yeah. we know is coming. Oh yeah. You know, the, oh gosh, that's such a good one too, because I never knew. Okay. So as women, we hear cellulite is ew, <laughs> yucky, and I'm just like, who even made that a thing? Yeah. Since when did that even become a thing? Like, who made that rule? And rules are meant to be broken. Love that. So, in a yes. sense, I'm going to tell my girls, you better be little rebels and you break society's standards and you stand up for what's right. And they know this. And I talk to them about this all the time. And I beat it into their minds. And I'm like, hey, you got to comprehend the fact that you are going to be you and you can be nobody else. Stop comparing yourself to other people. Mm-hmm. So, I'm, for instance, I'm putting on lipstick and I'm like putting on makeup. And one of my daughters like, why do you do that? I'm like, what do you mean? She goes, you're beautiful just the way you are. Oh. I'm like, my nine-year-old child is telling me I'm beautiful <laughs> just the way Don't I put those eyelashes on, mom. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So it's like, wow, I learned so much from my own children. And it's funny because I tell them these things and their dad tells them these things. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not practicing them. And then when they notice that, and I have to be mindful of that as well. Like, okay, well, mommy just does this every once in a while just for fun. It's not necessary. It's not to impress anyone. It's just because it's fun sometimes (laughs) every once in a while, you know, and they, they're learning all the right things. I'm happy to say that. And they know that 
nothing is an issue until someone else makes it an issue. And I just had this conversation with them about two days ago. And I said, if someone tells you there's something wrong with you, you have two choices. You believe it or you don't believe it. You make that choice. And it just really hits home. Sometimes we like might make things too overcomplicated for our children and they just can't understand it. But it's just two choices. We are one choice away from making a difference Mm -hmm. in someone's life or our own. One choice to say a yes or no. (laughs) And yeah, they take it and they run with it. And I'm so proud of them for it. I mean, you are just radiating light right now. I'm so excited. (laughs) So what advice would you give someone who has been, you know, abused, whether it was by someone trusted, because Mm -hmm. usually it is. Mm -hmm. It's usually a trusted family member Mm -hmm. or friend of the family or neighbor or someone nearby or, you know, someone random and they took the candy from the van, which we, that's what we always heard about when I was a kid. Like, don't take the candy from the man in the van, even though most abuse was happening within families or Mm. from family friends. But if someone is an adult right now and they're listening, they're like, I went through this trauma and they don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. They don't know how to deal with it. They feel, you know, where you were, where where they were overweight, depressed, not dealing mm-hmm. with it, all the things. What advice would you give them just to get started on on a path and, and go, you can heal this. It's going to take time. But, like, where should we start? Oh, man. First thing that comes to mind is be brave. Mm-hmm. Undoubtedly, no one's going to believe in you more than you're going to believe in yourself. And you have to be willing to fight for yourself. You have to be willing to understand and fully grasp that you are worthy and that you are enough and you need to be a warrior for yourself. You have to fight for yourself. And once you find that value in yourself, I think like everything kind of just starts to fall in place. Mm -hmm. You make that choice. Don't do it for anyone else other than, than you. And I've learned this the hard way. Oh, I want to go on a diet to look cute for someone or I want to get healthy for my children. But the reality is one day these people might make you angry and you gave them the control and you're like, well, I was just doing it for them anyways. Why should I continue? So do it for you. You know, you control your own life, your, your own destiny. You project your future. Is it bright or is it dark? Mm -hmm. You make that choice. (laughs) For sure. And like, I think another part of this is like, okay, I'm going to take my health in my own hands. I'm going to heal my trauma. I'm going to do all the things. We go on these missions. I know I did, certainly. I was like, I am never going to get cancer, so I will be this raw, juicing, I will only eat raw food. And I went too extreme at first. Too extreme so that I had to find my way back. And then I had to forgive myself for not doing what I said I was going to do. Yeah. So like, what, what would you say? Like, for me, it's like, take, pick a path, take the path. And then pivot when you need to pivot. But like, mm. and forgive yourself when you don't, when you yeah. quote unquote fail. Because fail failure is just opportunity to see right. things in a different way or to take a different path. But like, what should we do when we start something and we get, we make some progress mm-hmm. and then we start to go back to our old ways? How do we stay on the path of healing ourselves? Yeah. So once again, it goes back to those triggers when you're very aware of what's causing those triggers, it makes it that much, let's be positive here, easier <laughs> to, you know, you know, attack it at the roots. And you, it's, man, it's just one choice away once again. 
you know, you have to make that choice and it is difficult. And yes, it may not go as planned sometimes, but you have countless opportunities to make a good choice. It's not that one and then we're done and it's never more. You have the next day and the next day. What I think we make, what, about 34,000 decisions a day, uh-huh. you know, and you choose it as, you know, like a little piggy bank. You make deposits and then you take it out <laughs> and you, each deposit can be saved up if you make good choices and you practice them and they become habits because it's not as... There's not so much effort in it that can become exhausting, like decision fatigue. Right, right. So, you know, you're taking out these decisions out of this big piggy bank and eventually you get tired at the end of the day, right? And that's when most of us make these poor choices. Right. So just be aware, okay, well, at this time, I'm going to be tired and I might make a bad choice. So let me pre-prep for it. Yeah. <laughs> let me put some baby carrots out. You know, that's a really fast one for people. They just love the carrots. They're already made. And then from that point on, let's transition to carrots from the farmer's market, organic carrots, you know? And it's just these little baby steps that we're taking along the way. And then... It does become easier. You guys, it does become easier. I promise you. You create these habits and then life starts sailing until you, you know, run into your next problem in life. But we'll take it one problem at a time. <laughs> For sure. Um, and so I think what a lot of people, including me, including you, have dealt with when healing from trauma is figuring out how to stop with the emotional eating or... I think they all stem from one thing. Whether you are eating too much, whether you are not eating anything, whether you are binging and purging, all of it stems from one thing, and it is the fact that you don't want to feel a feeling that your body, your mind, your spirit, your soul currently wants you to feel. Yes. So instead of feeling that feeling, we fill the void with either avoidance and we don't eat, or we fill it with binging because it's so easy to get that instant pleasure from eating a bunch of food, right? And so here we are when the truth is all we had to do is feel that feeling and the feeling of hunger and the feeling of needing to binge, purge, blah, 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 will go away if we allow ourselves to feel the feelings, but we're in avoidance. So I, I know I have multiple strategies for this but like Mm -hmm. what are some things that you do or you have done because you were doing that when you were in your weight loss process yeah to get over that because like I know it's a breakup let's eat some Ben and Jerry's I get it once in a while no problem but when it's a chronic ongoing thing oh yeah yeah we gotta have the tools to get ourselves exactly well um first of all I had to remind myself just because so I relied on food because it didn't talk back to me it didn't make me feel bad necessarily, right? you know, and it was a relationship. And I felt like this was a submissive in the relationship and I wanted to be in control, Mm -hmm. you know, but little did I know it was like still killing me from the inside, you know, and then that kind of helped in my transition. But the other thing as far as our body goes is I was sustaining my blood sugar and I wasn't having crashes and I was eating so much vegetation and supplying my body with so many nutrients that typically on the diet before I wasn't getting what I needed. Therefore, my body was sending out those signals, go get this, go get that. And then, you know, you hear um, empty calories. That made so much sense to me after a while. I was like, okay, I'm eating chips, but nothing's happening and I'm hungry again. 
but I still got the calories. What's happening? Well, I had no nutrients in it. Right. So now that my body is sending out or not sending out the nutrient, you know, help me, help me, help me. Because I was taking in all these fruits and vegetables and tons of juice and I had everything I needed. Therefore, I didn't need to call out for these foods. Right. You know? And sometimes I would use supplements, but most of the time it was just from juicing. And, you know, that became another body awareness opportunity. Okay, I'm eating healthier. I'm not craving as much. Okay, there must be something with this healthy food eating. Right. <laughs> Let me keep going. <laughs> yeah, it's like, okay, you can flood your body with the nutrition you need, even if it's just with supplements or juicing. That's like the physical component to it. And then for me, the emotional component to it is like, I need to go journal. Yeah. I need to go see what is the root going on right now. Yeah. And I need to write it down. I need to purge it out of my body. Whatever I'm angry about, whatever I'm upset about, whatever I'm hurt about, give that, give those pages, give it to the pages. Mm-hmm. Then I burn the pages or I rip up the pages or I do something dramatic with the pages so they are out of the sphere of, of mm-hmm. life. They're yeah. gone. And then once it's out of your body, you're like, oh. Now I have room for the healing energy. Now I have room for yeah. the joy. Now I have room for the learnings and lessons to penetrate me. And, and now I have room for the happiness to come back in. And then I'm like, oh, I don't, I'm not craving the food anymore. Yeah. So it's like, oh, that was purely emotional. emotional. I was trying to control a feeling I didn't want to feel. Yeah. When I decided to feel the feeling, let it out onto the paper. It's out of my body. Mm-hmm. Now I want some kale. I don't want some, <laughs> you know, whatever that bad, some chocolate chip cookie dough or whatever yeah. it was. Yeah. And I think it's physical, emotional. Yeah. It's all the thing. Most certainly. Yeah. Wow. No, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, we don't want to feel pain. So how Naturally. do we fill that void? For sure. Right? We're pleasure seekers. Exactly. I'm totally, we're drinking wine right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you and I true. are pleasure seekers. No, and we all sure. are. And there's no shame in that. It's great. Yeah. But when we're willing to go there, so mm-hmm. much can heal. And then we can have even more joy and pleasure than we knew was possible. That's been yeah. my experience anyway. Yeah. No, it's, yeah. it's true. I mean, <sighs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got it, girl. Right on that. There you go. Oh. Okay, well, you are a mom, you're an entrepreneur, you have all of these beautiful gifts and offerings for people because you help people in so many different ways. So what are some of the ways that Food Heals Nation is listening that they can work with you, reach out to you, follow you? Oh, perfect. Stalk you. Okay, please stalk me. I love stalkers. (laughs) Um, Make cute videos. Oh, yeah. I love making videos with my kids. You really get to see my personality with my children and their personalities. And it's just, we make magic happen. Yes. Okay. So you can find me at Wellness Warrior Center. That's our website. And on Facebook, it would be Wellness Warriors Boot Camp. And my personal blogging page on Instagram is Raw Energy Girl. And you'll see a lot of my children and I our personality personality is sparkling and we get all crazy and funky and weird. There's a lot of comedy on there. <laughs> yes, your videos are adorable. I quite enjoy them. Everyone should go check her out right now. Send her a DM and tell her how funny she is. Oh, thank you. Letha, <laughs> thank you so much for being here and sharing your story today. Oh, thank you. I really appreciate it. I'm so happy right now. <laughs> 
These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This podcast is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Side effects of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, developing a more positive outlook on life. In rare cases, women have experienced a strong desire to change their status update from hashtag blessed to hashtag OMG even more blessed than yesterday, hashtag loving life. If you experience any of these symptoms, make sure to tweet a Kardashian immediately. 